Some of you have been wanting to go on a missions trip, but you've not been able to get off work, so we just thought we'd bring it right here to Palm Bay. Be on a, we want you to feel like you're in Haiti without actually having to go there. Amen. No, we had a lightning strike on Friday that knocked out um, all the power and um, everything here at the church. And so FPL had to come out on Saturday and, and get the power back. But we did lose our two big uh, air conditions that operate up here that are three-phase. And so last night we turned on all the other air conditions in the back and uh, let them run all night long and uh, tried to cool the building as best we could. So um, this is the best that we can do at this point. And it's only gonna get hotter as the day goes on, so we're not gonna have an evening service. We're going to uh, cancel our evening service and we're just gonna put everything we've got into the next 30 minutes. <laughs> And then we'll go home and take a shower, amen. <laughs> amen. We have had quite an exciting week. We've been out in Missouri with all these Bible quizzers, and uh, they've just been such a great inspiration. I think our church qualified six teams this year, which is a record. And um, somewhere around Tuesday or Wednesday, I text Brother Victor Jackson, say we're looking forward to having you on Sunday and he texted me back and he said oh brother Myers you must have forgot in December I texted you and said I wouldn't be able to make July 29th but I'll be there in September and in October so I said oh and I scanned back through my text messages and I realized he was right I had not adjusted the calendar so I said okay so I started texting all the evangelists that I know and uh, none of them were available so I said, well, probably the cheapest thing to do is for me to just fly home. So you get old meat and potatoes today. No more <laughs> fancy evangelists. Amen. And we've been talking about fire so much that we had a lightning strike. I mean, you know, here we are testing our sacrifice this morning. So we are here and um, the quizzers are quizzing and the boys, uh, the intermediate team hasn't lost yet. They defeated uh, Tennessee and North Carolina yesterday and they're playing Missouri in about 40 minutes. And uh, so pray for them that God will continue to bless them and anoint them. And uh, also our experienced team, I think they beat Louisiana but then lost to a strong team from Illinois. So they are in uh, round two. but. Uh, we're praying that God will have his hand upon them today and tomorrow. And then it concludes on Tuesday night in a big banquet there in Springfield, Missouri. They'll all be coming back on Wednesday. Amen. But I am excited to be with you this morning. I'm glad that you are here. And I feel like that the Lord has given us a message for this service. And I already feel the presence of God here, don't you? Thank you so much for being here today. Exodus chapter 24 and verse 17. I want to read one verse in your hearing. Exodus chapter 24 and verse 17. And the sight, everybody say the sight. The sight of the glory of the Lord 
was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. This is the verse that the Lord put on my heart the first part of this week. And maybe all this other stuff has come about so that we could speak about this particular subject today. But the thing that captivated me about this verse was that the glory of God as it materialized into a form that human eye could see it. It was a fire. What does that mean for us today? I want to speak this morning on this subject, the view of glory. The view of glory. How many of you believe the Lord wants to reveal his glory to his people? Oh, I feel like he does. I feel like he's already doing this service. Would you one more time, would you lift your hands and would you pray for our quizzers and pray for this service today? God, we're so thankful for your word, thankful for your spirit. Thankful, God, that you continue, Lord, to allow us to sit in heavenly places, to behold your glory and your power. We ask you, God, that your spirit would rest upon this place today. We ask for the anointing of the Holy Ghost on this service. Anoint every heart and mind to receive your word, O oh God. Let us behold your glory, O oh God. We pray your anointing, Lord, upon those that are involved in this quiz tournament. I pray that you'll anoint every quizzer and coach. Everything that involves your word, God, you're involved in it. You care about it. And I'm asking you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost that worketh in every one of us, it is your desire, oh God, that you would commune with your people today. Let us be recipient to that in the name of Jesus. Everybody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you for standing. The human eye has beheld some incredible sights in the history of humanity. I remember as my family moved to this area in August of 1971, that the space program that was going on up the road was in full swing as we were putting men on the moon, not just once, but on a repeated basis. I believe the first ones Apollo 11, as it were, I think was in 1969. But we were now launching rockets, these massive Saturn V, that would literally light up the sky when they launched it at night. I remember as a boy standing with my family uh, on the banks of the Indian River as those spotlights were on that rocket across the river and we were on this side of the river and they would delay it and I remember as a boy I'd fall asleep and my parents would wake me up and it was a little bit like, you know, Samson, the Philistines are upon you and I'd wake up, it's going to launch now! Then it wouldn't launch and then we'd go back to sleep. <laughs> and then, now it's going to go! And they'd wake me up again and we'd all get out there and then, no, it was scrubbed. And, uh, but finally they said, this is a go. And then, I just, it's embedded in my mind, because I was just a boy, and when they 
somehow whatever the ignition stages are but when all of the fuel and all of the fire and all of the power and everything was unleashed all of the fire and the fury of that saturn V rocket it literally turned the darkness into daytime would light up that fire just took off and went all the way around and up above and before you could even hear anything you could see the fire and that rocket would start to move up off of that pad 39a as three more astronauts were on their way to the moon it was a wonder to behold one that i will never forget there are certain things in life that your your eye captures and you don't ever get over it i've always been amazed at individuals who though they may be an underdog though they may be undersized and overmatched they can somehow with just heart and courage and grit go up against the best athletes in the world in the olympics and against all odds everybody's saying they don't have a chance but with just determination can will themselves to victory it's an amazing thing to behold we've seen it a number of times and it captures our heart captures all of us and inspires us the thunder of victoria falls Scottish explorer David Livingston described Victoria Falls as a scene so lovely it must have been gazed upon by angels in their flight. The largest sheet of falling water anywhere in the world. One of the seven natural wonders of the earth. Twice the size of Niagara Falls. 546 million cubic meters of water per minute. All of the superlatives don't do justice to the phenomenon. It's more than a century and a half since David Livingston set foot there in 1855, but the area is still relatively unspoiled there on the border of Zimbabwe and Zambia. Runs that Zambezi River that creates Victoria Falls. The natives called it Mosi Oatunya, or the smoke that thunders. Oh, it's a sight to behold. But as powerful and beautiful as all of these sights are, they pale in comparison to the sight of the glory of God. And the question that has consumed me this week is this question is it possible in the 21st century for God's people those that are called by his name baptized into that marvelous name bought by his blood sanctified by his spirit is it possible that we can behold his glory with our own natural eye i believe that it is the bible says that god is a spirit 
And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We just worshiped God a few minutes ago in spirit. We believe the truth of God's word. That we must repent of our sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus. And be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues as the evidence of the infilling of that spirit. We worship him in spirit and in truth. And we serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I submit to you today that God desires to reveal his glory to you. Perhaps he already has or is in the process of doing. So the question that we must consider today is what is the sight of this holy power? This glory of God. What does it look like? Over and over in scripture, we see that the glory of God appeared as fire. Deuteronomy 5.24 says, Behold, the Lord our God hath showed us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man and he liveth. Oh, I'm so thankful that I see that God is our personal Savior. He's not some idea. He's not some philosophy. But he is a God that walks with us and talks with us. And can I say, he abides with us. And when we behold his glory, it appears from scripture that fire is a part of how the glory of God appears. Moses and the burning bush. Elijah on Mount Carmel. Even in Acts chapter 2, when the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room, it says it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire there was that great sound of a Russian mighty wind but it said it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire there is something about getting in the presence of God there is something about being saturated with the glory of God you can't buy it with a million dollars in your bank account inherit it because of who your granddaddy was or what family name you have but there's only one way it comes when a man or a woman says I don't desire anything else except that God would visit me is there anybody in this house that says I want to experience the fire of God's glory God's glory appears in a way that reveals the attributes of God. The sight of God's glory is in the nature of fire. There are three defining characteristics that we see emphasized throughout the Word of God as characteristics that are very specific to fire. 
They are shown to us in a natural way, but they also have a spiritual connotation. The first is fire purges. The second one is that fire illuminates. And the third is that fire consumes. Just as sure as fire and smoke go together, the glory and the power of God go together. Somebody say, Pastor, why do you want to see the glory of God? Because if you can see his glory, you're not going to worry about tomorrow. You're not going to worry about what's going to happen with your children or your marriage. If you can see his glory, you're going to experience his power. They go together. Let me just stop and throw this in. You can't see his glory if you're spending all your time watching the secular. Sometimes we want to see the mighty hand of God, but we don't give any time or place to see it. We allow this world to fill our eyes and our mind with all of these different images. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to back away from all that and say, I want to see the glory of God. I want to see. I believe this world is hungry for a divine move of the Holy Ghost. I believe this world is hungry for not just another religion and not just going through the motions and not just signing a book and becoming a man. There is something inside of the heart of a man or a woman that says, I want to know you for myself. I've come to tell you, you're in the right place. You serve a God that is as close as the mention of his name. And so when the glory of God is revealed, the power of God is unleashed. And the power of God is never more evident than when we see the purging nature of God's glory. The prophets in the Old Testament saw the glory of God as the fire of a refiner. One who would use intense heat to form gold and silver and purge the dross or the properties that may be in that precious metal that are not pure, that cannot stand up to the heat. Malachi 3 talks about this. It says, but who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may also offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. So when you see the glory of God, it is a purging fire. And it reveals your shortcomings. This is why you need to be made aware of this before you pray and ask God to reveal His glory because when He reveals His glory... Mm. it's convicting do we really want the conviction of God's holy power or do we want to just go to church and hear a few little cute sermons and go back to our little world I think there's a hunger to say God I want to know you whatever it takes whatever's got to be purged out of my spirit whatever's got to be burned out of my life it doesn't matter what it is I'm asking you God reveal 
reveal yourself to me. I need the power of a God that is alive. I need the anointing of a God that is working in the affairs of man. And when you do the glow of his glory, it reflects back to the weaknesses in our own nature. And when you thought you were something, when you get into the presence or the atmosphere, and you begin to behold his glory, it will purge every bit of pride out of your system. Thought you were doing good till you got in the presence of God. That's why them old timers, that's why William Seymour in Azusa Street, that blind preacher drew a circle on the floor of that old mission in Los Angeles and put his face in the middle of it and cried day and night. People came from all over the world to Azusa Street because they could view the glory of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that God is calling the first Pentecostal church in Palm Bay to a place where he will reveal his glory. All you're going to want to do is pray. All you're going to want to do is worship. All you're going to want to do is say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Jesus, purging fire, burns deep and bright, burns down all those attitudes and thoughts and hard feelings and things that have been hanging around and the fire of God's glory, purging all of us. We willing to give up all that stuff that the fire will purge it's what happened to isaiah he records in isaiah 6 he said i saw the lord high and lifted up and his glory filled his train filled the temple Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly, twain being two. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy. Even the angels are declaring, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Even the angels, they can't hardly stand it. When they get in the presence of God, they begin to say, Holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of your glory. And Isaiah, though he is a prophet, though he is a man of God, he is now seeing the glory of God. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Then said I, woe is me. This is what every human being, this is the reaction that you have in the presence of God. Woe is me. I feel like there's coming a revival in these days that every single man and woman not going to come up in the house of God with pride or attitudes or, or feeling of superiority, but we're going to come into the house of God. Woe, woe is me, woe is me, for I 
am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. We don't deserve it. Is there anybody in this building that can say with me, we don't deserve the favor and the blessing of God, but we're thankful. We're thankful when we come together that the glory of God is revealed one more time. somebody is delivered once again the glory of God is revealed through purging fire my father's father told me he was a young man he struggled with smoking cigarettes and he said I was trying to come to church and get right and he said I couldn't get past this habit of cigarettes but he said I went to a revival down in Miami this is years ago he said I went to a revival down in Miami and he said there was a lady there that wore a big white robe. He said, I can't even remember what her name was. What was it? Willie Johnson. Woo! Man. They got women named Willie? <laughs> Willie Johnson. <laughs> they did that? <laughs> he said, David, I'm his grandson. He said, David... He said, I went up there, and he said, here comes that lady with that white robe. And he said, I've been praying for God to deliver me from cigarettes. But he said, there was something different about that day. He said, I was praying, and he said, when she touched my head and prayed for me, he said, the most horrible taste come up out of my stomach. And he said, it come up my esophagus. And he said, it went right out of my mouth. And he said, from that day forward, I never even had a desire for a cigarette. I don't care if you're hooked on drugs or alcohol or pornography. I've got a God that is a that my God can't deliver you from. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah saying what he saw and flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand. Where's that coal come from? The fire. A live coal. Woo! Still hot. Under the glow of God's glory. I got a live coal from the fire. Woo! Some of you, I'm praying, take home some live coals today. I'm talking about take home some live coals from the fire. God never intended to just bless us at church and us to struggle on our own while we're trying to get through the week. I've got a God that'll give you a live cold. Take it with you. He said he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. You know it's hot. He had to have tongs again. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips. And thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Good God, oh God. Some of you couldn't hardly, before you got saved, you couldn't open up your mouth without cussing. Everything 
was critical. Damning and condemning and running down everything and everybody. But when you got the Holy Ghost, when you got a live coal put on your mouth, you not only spoke in tongues as the evidence of the Holy Ghost, but where there was once condemning and complaining, there's rejoicing, there's praising. Every day you get up and you can't hardly wait, but the praising one more day. So when you and I are exposed to this, this holy anointing of God that I believe God is calling us all to, there's nothing you and I can do except to just praise Him and thank Him. I believe that's why John the Revelator, when he was on that Isle of Patmos, he got a glimpse of heaven and he saw the church. The saints who had already been rewarded throwing their crowns before the throne and shouting, holy, holy, holy. I mean, can you imagine some of us up there? Woo, we finally made it. We got to heaven. We got a crown. We got a mansion. We're walking on streets of gold. Woo, hallelujah. Have you seen my crown? Look at it. It's shiny. It's got all kinds of precious metals in it. Look at this crown. And you're walking up and down the streets of glory, prancing and proud of your crown and proud that you got. But oh, when you get exposed to the glory of God, you can't do nothing but rip that thing off your head and throw it at the foot of the throne and shout holy, holy. When you get a sight of what God's glory is, there's nothing you can do but worship. My, you see the fire of God's glory. You'll see how short you come up to being able to stand in his presence. The glory of God, all that you can do is fall on your face and worship. You are void of any excuses. You cannot utter a word of discontent. The only words that your mouth and lips can form in your head are simply words of adoration. Holy, holy, holy. I bless the Lord. Holy is the Lamb. Great and mighty is God. I think we ought to practice it right now this morning. I can't utter anything except an adulterated worship that's coming out of my mouth right now. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I thank you, Lord, for purging every one of my sins. Come on, you ought to lift your voice now. Like the mighty sound of rushing waters, would you shout unto God with the voice of triumph? Yeah. <laughs> 
Karabasata. that's in this house right now I don't feel like I can go any further in this sermon because I feel like that God is in this house to deliver so would you stand to your feet all across this building I want you to know something that sin revealed is sin redeemed if you will put whatever it may be on the altar this morning I don't know what you may be struggling with, but I feel an unction in the Holy Ghost that the fire of God's glory wants to purge us right now. Everything that doesn't belong. God's going to deliver you from it right now. If you need God to free you from something in your life, it may just be something you're struggling with on your job or at home. A spirit of that, it could be anything. But you said, I believe that the fire of God's glory is in this house right now. And the purging fire of his spirit is going to deliver me. You may need to be delivered from a spirit of infirmity. But if you'll step out from where you're standing right now, make your way down to this altar. God is going to purge you and deliver you by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Worship God. God is going to purge you. He's up there, Alabosata. 